You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's edition of Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts, and my friend, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how's it going? Great, Wendy. Always good to see you. You as well. And today's topic, when you first uh, introduced it to me, I was like, okay, uh, we're talking about pollution. Just don't go outside when it's nasty out and you should be just fine. <laughs> However, once we started to dig into the research, there is so much unbelievable information about pollution in your water, in your air, there's noise pollution, and there's so many gross things out there where I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. We got to put it on the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are so many rabbit holes that uh, I went down, you know, usually, you know, my, with my research time that we, that you and I both spend on these topics is like, uh, this could easily be a three-parter, but I think, you know, when it comes to being outside, you know, there are, there are some simple steps that we can take. So you can take these big ideas of, or these big parts when it comes to pollution and all the different kinds of pollution that are out there. But again, as of this recording, you know, th there's a, there was an article that was put out there that 50% of the waters of the U.S. waterways aren't safe to to drink, right? Or, you know, water sources that aren't safe to. So if it's not safe to drink, it's not safe to be in. But as it is summertime right now, the, the thing about it is, is, you know, what do a lot of us do? We want to go to the beach. We want to go to the lake. We want to go to the river. We want to be outside. Right. So, again, I'm, I'm mentioning bodies of water, but that also means people, uh, you know, when the temperature's right, if you're not in one of these places that are in the triple digits, you know, some people are, are you know, like some friends of ours that live in Arizona that are, you know, they have to run at six in the morning or they have to run at nine o'clock. It's still 90 degrees, but it's going to be, you know, that, you know, they still have have to be subject to the elements out there. But you want to make sure that if you're going to be out there and your goal and your purpose is to improve health, that you're not in an environment that's going to take away or make you sick, right? Yeah. So, so the first thing that um, that comes up again with that that storyline of water being contaminated, if not okay for consumption, is we talk about water pollution. So a lot of us don't think about it. And, and somebody who grew up um, in Southern California, right, and I, you know, living in the northern northern part of california right now i'm i'm i've been around water all of my life literally you know just no more than you know 15 20 minute drive from the beach so this is one of those things when i flash back to to growing up it's like huh was you know is it okay that i was out there this whole time you know because now it's <laughs> so like, that's what's wrong with you ken i got it i got it yep that's right <laughs> that's <laughs> well, right yeah. But the part of it is, you know, I mean, and, and I know that, Wendy, you, you've gone to the, you know, you, you've gone out there and gone to the waterways uh, within the last couple of months as well. So, and, and us both having little ones, it's like, oh, okay, now I really have to pay attention to the amount of pollution that's, that, you know, that they're swimming and diving in. They're, 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 you know, they're in the water hours on end when you go to the beach, right? Uh, yes. And, and to your point, you know, uh, my family took our first actually real family vacation to the beach this year. And I grew up just like you every summer. I was not the ski ski bunny. I was definitely the um, sun bathing person. Like my, my family always went to the beach. 
over the, our summer vacations. And, you know, you're thinking when you go into the water, we went specifically this time to Hilton Head and, you know, there was just research or not research, but there was an article that was released that there's all these shark attacks that are going on. And if you guys have ever been to Hilton Head Island, you will see that in the shallowest of waters, you can catch all kinds of sharks, you know, not necessarily ones that are going to attack you. However, there are some, and, and unfortunately there was a man that just got bit literally um, as of last, what, four days ago. And um, he's okay, but you know, you're hearing more and more about these shark attacks and different things in the water. However, one of the things that, um, that especially my husband, that those of you guys that know, he's a germaphobe, hates it. And so we were playing a lot in the ocean and he kept telling my son, spit out the water, spit out the water. You know, like if you swallow anything, spit it out, spit it out. And then as we started doing research, I'm like, oh my gosh, when you're starting to see guys, the reason we always talk about this is you think about how cloudy and how salty and how just dirty the ocean water is in multiple parts of the, you know, of the world, especially around some of the main beaches in the United States. And when you think about all the con contamination, the number one reason too that you want to think about this is think about all the poop that's in there. And there's so much fecal matter. There's so much pee. There's and, and, and you're just reading all this and you're like, who goes to the bathroom in the ocean? Well, apparently there's a lot of people that do this in the ocean and the river and in the lakes. And so just think if you are ingesting that, all the contamination that your body has to be able to recover from, because that is absolutely not okay. <laughs> Yeah. And again, you're, you're bringing up a really good point. So it's not like, you know, crowds of people are going to the, to the bathroom at the beach. It's usually <laughs> some kind of drainage pipe that's, that should have been gone, gone through some kind of filtering process. And then, and then again, once it's proclaimed, you know, pure enough or okay for the environment, then, you know, that's what's really released. But if you're, if you're, if you're like, say, around the coastal parts of, of the U.S. Sometimes, and I remember this, some it had to be about 15, 20 years ago. I just remember it's like beaches closed because bacteria level. They're not going to say it's fecal matter. It's not poop, doo-doo, whatever the situation is. They're, they're going to call it, you know, uh, bacteria is, is what the news will call it. Um, but bacteria levels are high. And, you'll, you know, one of the obvious signs of, of to watch out for certain levels of, of water pollution is when there's signs that the actual uh, beach or the river or the lake is closed. Something has happened to where the drainage system is not where it's supposed to be. And so bacteria levels are high. So I remember one time just one of the local beaches shut down because bacteria levels are high. Next day it was okay. And then another day after that, bacteria levels were high and the beaches were closed. Someone had explained to me, it's like, yeah, no, there's, there's literally poop in, yeah. in the water, right? And, and and again, growing up in Southern California, San Diego, not not all the time was it the on the U.S. side of the border. Sometimes it came from south of the border, and because of the currents, the you know the the um, pollution from down there was moving its way up north. So, whatever the situation may be. So again, not not you know. Not, not, not something I'd want to be in, but um, I think, you know, looking from that situation, looking at signs, you know, whether it's, you know, you watch the weather report, watch lo the local news for, for what the situation is. Um, a lot of my friends surf, so they pay attention to that a lot. Um, but also there'll be signs posted saying, okay, 
do not go in here beach is closed don't question it there's a reason why they want to or they they need to do that it's because you, that's not the stuff you want whether you whether or not you see it um it's just the bacteria level is high right visible or not mm-hmm. but um I, I will share uh you know a few years ago um the the island of Boracay in the Philippines they had to shut down right they had a, they shut down for i believe it was 6 months when they, i don't know if you remember that but um they shut down for 6 months um because you know they had that island that resort island had gone through so much growth um it was it was the wild wild west because people you know the they had constructed just pipes and, and that were going straight from the hotels that were just put up as fast as they can build you know as fast as they could build them and the water would just go straight out to the beach to where the water was just it wasn't that clear blue that you mentioned before on you know some of these white sand beaches um it was polluted right to where once they shut it down within a month the water was back to what it had been originally because again the lawlessness if you will of of how they put up these buildings these hotels these resorts they were just it was it was not up to i guess what we would call up to code because the sewage was just going straight out into the water right they shut it down fixed some things up and then they were able to reopen again but when it comes to um, the cleanliness of water a lot of us think that water pollution is going to be plastic it's going to be from the oil uh, the oil drilling it's going to be from spills that are out in the water again you know some years ago the the gulf of mexico had that big um that big spill or some people might correlate it with you know a tanker that had run aground and all that cargo had been spilled out but pollution whatever whatever form it may be you got to watch the signs um especially when it comes to what it is that local environment is providing into that waterway yeah, and, and, you know, when you're going into some of these, you know, even if you don't see any signs, but, you know, if you've got bad cuts, if you've got piercings, you know, if you accidentally swallow, when I say swallow, I'm not saying people are taking like a cup of water and like going in and trying to drink that, but, you know, you're diving in the water, it goes down, you know, some reason you've got water in your mouth, you know, all of these things can really make people sick and even sand. So, you know, I, we have friends of ours that just took their baby to the beach for the first time. And that baby kept on putting sand in their mouth because what do babies do? They put everything in their mouth and, you know, they were trying to, to say, stop doing that to where they ended up only going to the beach one day because they really struggled to try to get her to stop doing that. This can really lead to, to issues. I mean, obviously think about what's happening in the stomach. Think about what's happening, you know, throughout, um, your whole body, but just be careful where you swim, be careful of the water that you drink, know your levels and you should be fine. But Ken, it's like the more and more I think about it, I'm like, (laughs) I love the beach and I love the water and I love the ocean. It brings peace of mind. I find clarity in the, in that area. However, to your point, you know, just be smart. If it smells bad, look for out, you know, look for algae discoloration. Those are just big, big signs. Stay away. Right. And, and also just and again, we, we talk about, you know, I mentioned briefly the weather, but if there's been rains also, mm-hmm. we, and, and again, you have to remember that sometimes farmland, you know, the, the rain wash goes into a river, goes into a lake. Um, if, if you're near farmland, just remember that there's, if there's livestock 
if there's fertilizer, if it's if it, if there's crops, these things will be washed into you know whatever body of water um, is around you. So again, pay attention to you know what was the weather like over the last couple of days, and then look at what the I guess the pollution level might be in that local in that local area as well. Again, that runoff will go into lakes. If you like to go down a river. Um, play in the river just know what's happening upstream but the last point here is the fact that again whether you know you're, you're playing in the sand going to the beach waterway uh the one thing i've been paying a lot more attention to is washing your hands before you eat because you've been out in the sun you've been you've been playing you're gonna be hungry your kids are gonna be hungry and the first thing they want to do is they want to tear into whatever whatever whatever's in that wrapped piece of foil or in that Tupperware, and they just want to, they want to go at it with their hands. Wash your hands, wipe your hands, do something. Because again, if, if your hands are wet, and you know, I don't know how many times I did that when I was, you know, when I was a kid, like, uh, you don't care what it was, you know, you don't even, there was none of this, right? You just grabbed it and you just put it in your mouth and you ate it. But wash your hands, because if it's still on your hands, and it then eventually gets on your food, just know that that's the same thing. You're still taking it into your body. Yes. Well, you know, water pollution, like I said, you know, when, when we were looking at, at that, I found it very disturbing, first and foremost. But I'm glad that I actually read it after I went on vacation because I didn't think about any of that really until, like I said, my husband kept forcing my son to keep spitting out water because he was doing all the diving into the waves and trying to do these spinny things and, you know, he'd come up and he'd cough and he's like, just spit it out. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so obviously that's important. And today on Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, we're talking about the great outdoors and talking about things that you really need to consider. So are they more harmful or helpful? A, water, super fun, really good time, especially in the summer. If you're around it, have fun in it, just be smart about uh, the water choices that you're putting yourself into. But the one thing or the next thing I think is important is the air quality. And like I mentioned yeah. before, when we started, I was like, I live in Atlanta. Our air quality seems to be pretty good unless there's a lot of fires or something that we may be getting some draft from where, you know, we might not see cl like clear skies. And I'm thinking, well, you know, you're in California, Ken, of course there's a lot of pollution. However, after we did some research and really looking at, you know, the um, air quality index, I had a better understanding when, you know, they're like, oh, it's a high air quality index day. I didn't really understand what that meant. So I found it kind of fascinating that they look, you know, they have this like measuring tool. It's like a ruler that goes from like zero to 500. Yeah. And the best time or the best quality of air is going to be if it's 50 or below. And I thought, oh, okay. And then I started looking at like the past air quality days and I'm like, huh, we're not at 50 below or 50 or below. So yeah. therefore our air quality isn't as good as I thought it was. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because when I think about the AQI or air quality index, I, it, it brings me back to when I first moved to college um, and I went to, I went to Cal Poly Pomona. And if you know, where Pomona is. Pomona is just east of LA, but it's right at the lot, right along the base of the foothills out there. And um, I remember that uh, when I moved in, the air was just so bad. It was so, it was brown, it was sticky. I moved in and then we had the Santa Ana winds where these winds that just blow through um, LA. And 
I just remember looking up, Wendy, and seeing the foothills. Like, I had been there for two or three days. I don't know if it's just that I didn't look up, but I think it was just the air was so bad that I couldn't see the top of the foothills. And then one day we had these winds come through, and I was like, where did those hills come from? Right. So it was it was just that bad in L.A. Um, but now that I think, I mean, I was, of course, I'm 21 years old and that's not something that you paid, you know, air quality. We just know L.A. OK, air is going to be bad. But now that when when I look at it, that's something I look at on the regular now to where if it's not green, which is, as you said, Wendy, that's the rating where it's zero to 50 on that AQI, uh, yeah, the air quality index this morning it was 38 so it was really good but um those that are sensitive those have that might have some respiratory issues or even those that are are elderly and have respiratory issues or you know, let's say somebody who might be asthmatic and sensitive to the environment around them they might be more in tune to okay well is this a good day for me to be outside uh or is it not a good day for me to be outside because again they've got it color coded so just visually I can look at the AQI. Is it green? Is it yellow? Is it orange? Definitely don't go outside when it's purple or maroon because this is where uh, you will start to experience some irritation, right? Difficulty breathing, um, you know, maybe some lightheadedness, some dizziness, things, things like that. You might it might instigate some coughs, things, things that show that the irritants in the air are going to have an effect on your body. So understanding what the AQI is now, you can just kind of look at it. And again, if you're looking at, um, if you watch the weather, um, this is something, the air quality is what they'll they'll put on there as well. So it's something that on our three or four local news stations, that's, that's something that I'll watch out for because if I'm taking a client outside to go run and it's gonna be a vigorous uh, training session at the local park, I'm going to look at, okay, well, what's the air like? Because if it's yellow or orange, depending on the person, again, I'll look at, okay, how vigorous or how long am I going to be out there? Because if I'm in the orange, it's like, well, we will be able to spend some time out there, not long enough to, to, to have any problems, but I'm not going to be out there any longer than I need to, understanding what the environment is like. And those of you guys that have never seen the air quality index ruler that we're talking about. So imagine this giant ruler and it goes from zero to 500. And just to kind of give you a quick breakdown, the color green obviously would be zero to 50. That's where the air quality is satisfactory. It's pretty good. It possesses little um, pollution. So there's little risk for people. Then it goes yellow, which yellow would be moderate. So that would be anywhere from like 51 to 100. So it's acceptable. However, you know, those are very, like Ken just said, sensitive, you may want to watch out for, but it's still acceptable. Then it goes orange. So yay, orange, right? Um, especially if you're a Tennessee fan, just saying, but um, 101 <laughs> to, to 150, those are when you're very sensitive to things, you, you don't want to be outdoors. You want to think that, you know, there's, you want to be less and less, um, you just want to stay inside, especially if you're sensitive. But then when you get red, you know, red is like what we think would be like, okay, that's, that's it. Well, no, red is actually means it's unhealthy. So yes, it is a sign, like stop what you're doing, consider not going outside. That's 151 to 200. So when you're looking at that, 
and some member, members of the general public may experience some health effects from this particular one. Um, and, and the ones that are sensitive are going to obviously be more exposed, so they're going to have more severe effects. Then it goes purple. So when Ken said purple and maroon, purple is 201 to 300, and maroon is like emergency, don't go outside, um, everyone will be affected. And, you know, so purple is 201 to three and maroon is 301 and higher. So you really want to think, you know, when you're, I'm all about the colors. I wanted to know what the, the rainbow was and, and, and why, because I would have thought, oh, maroon, that's a pretty color. But no, maroon means do not go outside. And, yeah. or, you know, so it is when you're now, hopefully when you're starting to look at that, you don't even have to think twice. You're just thinking about colors. I'm very visual. I like colors. I want to know what's going on with that. But it's important to, especially if you are doing boot camps, you're outside, you're, yeah. you know, you're doing things on your own, you're playing with your kids because you don't want your kids exposed to pollutants either, especially if you can minimize those and maybe do something indoors that day and wait for a better day to do whatever you had planned. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is too, is, you know, knowing who your client is will also help dictate that as well. So it's environment and then who you're going to be working with. So those, those are two sides of, of the same coin. And I just remember, I don't know if you remember, Wendy, like in 2018, we had those wildfires here in California. Um, very, very bad to where the air quality got into, into the 300s. Again, air quality and, you know, I'm watching out for pollen. I'm watching out for ragweed. You know, it's like, is this the oh, day yeah. I should... Yeah. You know, am I going to be, do I need to take my, you know, my antihistamine, whatever situation may be, but that when the air is thick and it smells bad, I mean, those are the obvious signs. Don't do anything that day, you know, uh, just shut it down. But there was a time where, um, again, just, I had to shut down everything, right? Because just being outside was enough to be like, man, I feel like I ran, you know, a mile and a half, you know, you, it's, it's just such, you know, so laborious, but the air quality got up to like 300 plus um, here in California, in the Bay Area, um, just because of the wildfires that were surrounding us. I just remember one time waking up and it smelled like bacon, I'm like who is cooking bacon, you know, at this time of day. And then you realize it's not bacon, it's, it's fire. You know, you're, you're, you're getting a nice big nose full of, of wildfire. So that's an extreme case, but I, you know, that, that's also what led me to understand that there's, there's this um, system called purple air. There's a website called purple air. So if you have purchased one of their sensors, you know, depending on where it's placed, you have an idea through their sensor system, you know, the purple air will give you an aqi so it's just one of the companies out there that has you know helped connect you know their technology with with the environment and helping you understand okay this is what it's like in this area this is what it's like in that area so you know there's different sources or um websites you can look at to look at air quality but usually for me again looking at uh, the weather channel or the local, <laughs> it, it's, it's good enough, right? Uh, good yeah. Enough. I need you to call me cause I get Disney. I'm on my end. Yeah. ESPN. So today on random yeah. fit, I'm great outdoors, more harmful than helpful. Myself, Wendy Batson, Ken Miller talking about these topics. We've talked about the importance of understanding your bodies of water and the water pollutants that are in the water. Sometimes when you're going out for vacations into oceans, rivers, streams, 
uh, lakes, you know, be careful and things to look out for. Of course, we just talked about the air quality index and the importance of really understanding the numbers and the colors and what it means, especially if you are a person that loves the great outdoors. But one that I really enjoyed learning more about, and especially for this episode, and, and one that we kind of, I think, take for granted was noise. And there's noise pollutants. And I didn't really associate the two until I started diving deep into it. And Ken, you know, traffic noise can induce chronic stress reactions and elevate the risk of cardiovascular disease. And there's literally been studies that show that noise caused by air, road, and rail um, can increase not only cardiovascular morbid or mobility or morbidity, geez, yeah, um, yeah, but overall, like how how you live your life. And I know for myself, living in Atlanta, there's a lot of noise traffic when you're on the highway trying to right. go to work at during work hours, um, and traffic is terrible. And so it does increase your stress level, and it does increase your heart rate, and it does make people super stressed out. However, they're not just talking about like how you feel sitting in there. They're talking about the actual noise and what it does to your body. And I found that particularly fascinating. The little yeah. things, Ken. The little yeah. things that I love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's you know, it's really funny. Again, looking at air pollution, water pollution. You know, and, and where I lived in college for a year. Um, when I started looking up the noise. I remember in that same place that I first moved into where I couldn't see the foothills because the air was so bad, my window to my room faced out over the freeway. Like <laughs> literally I could throw a tennis ball. I don't even have to throw it hard. And I, the tennis ball would hit the number two lane on the freeway right down. The, <laughs> so wow. as, I'm, as I'm thinking of, as I'm looking at this research again, uh, the air pollution and then the noise pollution, it took me, I couldn't sleep for the first three days. So eventually, you know, my, my brain starts to tune it out. I mean, you know how it goes, right? Um, you, you're exposed to something long enough, then the brain just kind of shuts that down, shuts it out. You're, you're actually numb to it all. But I just remember, I just, just because of the noise, and it wasn't double pane windows. <laughs> like I heard traffic. I heard every car that went by. But like you said, Wendy, it's this does affect you physically. So I don't know. I don't want to even think about what I was doing to or what was happening to my body with the air that I was breathing and then the noise that was coming out, what that was doing to my stress, especially as a college student. Again, you're trying to learn cognitively. You're challenging yourself. You're learning new things. And um, and occasionally I'd try to do things that were healthy, like going outside for a run, going outside a walk, enjoying the great outside. But here I had I was getting it from both sides, right, from the noise and the air uh, vantage point. But the one of the things that um, I think people need to understand about noise, again, where you live, sometimes we just don't have a choice on where we live, right? Just because of that's where things are, that's what's convenient. There's more pluses than there are minuses. But as you, as where you are, Wendy, when you have traffic, you're in traffic, you're experiencing all that. Um, as I brought up, you know, my window faced the freeway. Um, but if you're in the flight path, which I know that I have a few friends that are in the flight path of the local airport where they can kind of, you know, they can hear every plane that lands. But that's, again, um, why you might have some noise abatement laws that where the government does understand that, again, there is a physical effect of noise on the people in the surrounding area. But um, 
you know, having certain times where, you know, planes can start taking off or they can or they have to stop landing. That's part of, you know, why certain laws and rules are where they are, because they're trying to control that the best that they can. Um, but have you ever landed? Now that I think about it, have you ever landed in uh, John Wayne Airport or Santa Ana? Orange County. And I will be doing that here shortly. So yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. So because they are so close to the local neighborhood, they have such a steep takeoff and such a basically a steep landing and they have short runways. Um, some of the hardest landings I've taken, not, again, not a knock on the pilots that are flying those planes, but you know, you, you basically launching because they take you almost straight up because, you know, they're trying to control the level of the jet you know the jet engines right down on the on the houses below again orange county beautiful area but um if you're anywhere near um santa Ana airport yeah you're you're gonna hear it but again they do what they can to to help abate a lot of that a lot of that noise factor well it's interesting that you're talking about that too because you know in all the the articles and stuff that we were reading it was talking about night noise traffic and what it does right. to the people and you know it really does uh causes fragmentation of sleep so there yep. you go that's probably why you're waking up elevation of stress hormone so we think that sometimes when we, when we wake up and we're stressed out because you is how you were dreaming well think about the noise factor does that play you know have any play on maybe how you're sleeping or where you're sleeping at night and then increases oxidative stress levels. And, you know, all in all guys, we're already stressed out in life as it is. So when you go to sleep, that's your restoration period. That's where you're really supposed to let your body heal and try to restore itself in order to wake up, be ready for the next day. And if you notice that there's a lot of, you know, fragments of sleep, if you have any kind of like, you know, my Garmin measures my sleep, lets me know when I wake up and how long, and there's a lot of other devices out there that do that, you know, start looking at how are you sleeping? Is it noisy where you are? Do you, you know, some people like the white noise or the brown noises and the different noises because it calms their mind. Just make sure that right. it's a soothing sound and not, like you said, cars, traffic, horns, planes, trains. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, all of that yeah yes so so i just i never really thought of noise as a as a pollutant i really never did until when you see and like you said going down rabbit holes you're finding all of this stuff and how it affects the body in a negative way i mean it totally makes sense or it makes sense to me but uh you know i appreciate you you talking about uh did you realize that when you went to the beach you were swimming in poop i i really appreciated that and that's actually how we got this podcast started y'all um it's but, not uh, always like that. it's not always <laughs> but as if you've been listening right um you just something to pay attention to it's not always like that but again again coming from southern california where it could have been yeah could have been anything right you just had to okay uh, let's let's stay home today or let's just stay in our local area but um you know it's just again the environment has an effect and you know you just have to pick and choose you know what you know is this going to be harmful or helpful that i go outside today <laughs> so um great episode wendy thanks for thanks for sharing your insights and a lot of this information was just hopefully something that we can take with us especially as we finish off the summer get into the fall where the weather gets really nice but, uh, you know, just other things to look at when it comes to being outside. So for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit, uh, thank you. We really appreciate you um, 
and being here and spending your time with us. But if you like what you had to listen to today when it comes to the great outdoors, you know, is it harmful or helpful? Uh, like, follow, subscribe, definitely download, definitely share, but let us know if there's anything more that we can do for you as far as topics that you find interesting when it comes to random fit. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well.